on to today in sports betting for Monday, November 28th. I'm your host, Doug Reed, and as always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed 34. That's R-E-I-D 34. This is Sports Ethos Presentation, and if you haven't checked this out already, head to sportsethos.com. You can get a list of all our podcasts, our articles, our information, our subscription packages. Uh, I'm part of the wagering group, and you can get our wager pass for $19.99 a month. Great deal. And if you log, uh, if you sign in currently, uh, you can get a um, first free month uh, subscription. And the code is BOGO. Or just send me a DM and I can get you set up for how you can get in there and get the first free month. We've been doing well. Uh, our NFL team, of which I am a very small part. I've been in the odd play. I haven't done much in the last couple of weeks officially, but uh, they've been doing fantastic. Uh, Michael Fiddle's been doing a great job all year long. And my buddy Fish Fisher, uh, he's a bit of our World Cup guy. He was our tennis guy through the summer. Uh, but he's right in the NFL. He's been doing really well. He, in fact, was up 10 units yesterday. 5-0 and oh, up 10 units. If you haven't already, check him out on Twitter. Uh, his uh, Twitter account is at fish underscore fisher, and then the number four. So F-I-S-H underscore F-I-S-H-E-R, and then the number four. Uh, good guy. Been doing really well in football. Him and Mike Fiddle have been um, handling things over there. And they've been doing a good job. So, a uh, great week, uh, feast week in college basketball. If you are a fan, uh, you would know what I mean. Some fantastic games. A lot of uh, a lot of upsets, a lot of intrigue. A lot of people uh, say this is kind of the, the slow season in college basketball until conference play starts, which is kind of mid to late December, early January. And there's some truth to that, but I think the NCAA has done it right. Um, they've figured out this basketball thing, and they've got all these – uh, a lot of them this week, but uh, there was a couple, I think, the week prior, and there's still a few to come. Uh, but a lot of these small little tournaments where they get anywhere from four to eight teams together. And mid-majors against uh, big schools, smaller schools against mid-majors. And we've just been seeing a lot of really good games, a lot of exciting games. And what I've taken from all of this, in college basketball this year, there is no clear-cut favorite which is fantastic. There's no, uh, you know, Gonzaga and Duke kind of thing or UNC and Kansas, Baylor, whoever you, whoever the uh, years gone by uh, is a dominant force. That everybody thinks will just coast through the season. And, and the question isn't if they'll get to the championship, it's if they will win it. I don't think that's the case. Houston seems to be the number one team, but we saw Gonzaga lose a couple games over the weekend. We've seen Purdue kind of come out of nowhere. Uh, they drilled Gonzaga. They drilled Duke. They beat West Virginia pretty easily. Nobody saw that coming. I don't think anybody had them in the top 25 to start the year. And I'm going to say when the polls come out later today, uh, they're going to probably be in the – I wouldn't be surprised if they're top five. They're certainly in the top ten. So, anyways, we've seen lots of great games in the NCAA. Uh, I think it's going to be a fantastic year, but a lot of excitement. Uh, NBA keeps trucking along. NHL has had some interesting scores recently as well. So, lots going on. But let's get right to the board tonight and start in the NFL on the Monday Nighter. We've got what could be a bit of a snore fest. Um, Pittsburgh is in Indy. We get the Colts at two-and-a-half-point favorites. Totally are 39-and-a-half. This number's come down. Uh, I think the Colts opened up at about four, four-and-a-half, maybe even close to five originally. Um, I see most of the money coming in in Pittsburgh, and I think that was more at the three, three-and-a-half number. Two-and-a-half is probably flattening out a little. Uh, I would lean the Colts, but because I see all this bigger money coming in on Pittsburgh, uh, it's kind of, this game's kind of a stay away from me. It's basically Matt, old, old man Matt Ryan versus young guy Kenny Pickett. 
uh, as he's taken over for the Steelers. Both teams have very good run defense. Pitt is, I think, the fifth best run defense against the rush. Number five, yeah, number five against the rush. Um, and they get T.J. Watt back today, so even going to be even stronger. They they will be a formidable task. Jonathan Taylor can run against anybody. Uh, but the question would be if Matt Ryan can move the ball. If he can move the ball a little, it's going to put less pressure on the run game. And I would lean towards Indy, especially getting less than a field goal here. Total 39.5. That number's come down four or five, three or four points as well. Uh, I like the under. I see this being a slow, low-scoring game. Um, but with both teams defending the run well, they're probably going to have to put the ball in the air, and that can lead to, I think, can lead to a few more points being scored quicker. So uh, both sides of this game probably much stay away from me. If I had to, uh, I would lean Indy minus two and a half. Lean Indy probably anything up to minus three. Uh, and the total, I would lean to the under, but not at 39 and a half. So uh, probably going to be a stay away from me. We will get to the end game. We'll just pull up the board here. Games in the NBA tonight. Uh, some interesting, not, no great games, I don't think, but some interesting numbers, which which caught me a little bit by surprise. Uh, so we're gonna start in Philadelphia, where we have Atlanta in town. And you, let me just pull up my model here as well. You get the 76ers one, minus one and a half total, two twenty one here. You can get the Sixers one minus one twenty in the money line, or the Roadhawks at plus one hundred. Uh, this is kind of this is pretty much dead in line with what I have. I have just over uh, Philly, just over a one point favorite, and total just under two twenty one. Uh, on the injury list, Clint Capella is questionable. DeAndre Hunter is questionable for the Hawks. Uh, for the Phillies, <laughs> the Phillies, Seventy Sixers. Uh, Embiid is questionable. Harden is still out. Maxi's out, and Thibault is questionable. And PJ Tucker is probable. Um, if I had to lean here. I don't like ever going against Philly at home uh, with Embiid questionable. Um, the game's a stay away from me. If he's playing, I'm on the Sixers. I think if he's, if he's announced that he's in, this goes up to maybe two and a half. If he's announced that he's out, I wouldn't be surprised if it swings to the Atlanta um, being the home, being the road favorite. So as it stands right now, I'd lean the Sixers. One and a half is a pretty reasonable price, uh, but couldn't be pretty much a stay away from me. Next game of the night, 7-10. We have Minnesota in Washington to face the Wizards. And you get the Wizards' one-point favorite. Total here, 227.5. Checking out the injury report. And no one really. Jordan McLaughlin still out for Minnesota, but not a big name, not a big deal there. And Washington's fairly healthy. This is an interesting game. Is I actually have Minnesota uh, now uh, as the road favorite by about two and a half points. So I think there's some value there. They played at home last night, so second game of a back-to-back. Uh, when I looked into this a little deeper, too, I saw most of the money coming in on Minnesota at plus one. Uh, well, he only had about just over half, about 55% of the of the bets was on Washington. So that tells me a little bit more of the majority of the bets, which is kind of the general public because you're going to get a higher volume of bets, uh, is coming in on Washington. But the big money, which is the, the pros or the sharps or whatever term you want to lead uh, give to them, is coming on, on the T-Wolves. So when I see a number like that, my model says T-Wolves should be slight favorites. Both teams fairly healthy. The public is going slightly towards Washington. The sharp money is going towards Minnesota. I'm going to back the T-Wolves here, catching a point on the road. I did look at the money line. I get it, can get it plus 100. Uh, I stuck with the money. I stuck with the plus one of the T-Wolves at minus 110. I'm also on the under here. Uh, the under is, the total here is 227 and a half. And I've got total about 222. So about five point difference here. 
Again, when I look at the numbers, about 90, 85-90% of the money is on the under, but I've got about 60% of the bets on the over. So the public's backing the over, the sharp money's backing the under, and my model, my model backs the under as well. And Washington likes to run, but like I've said here before, Washington is very inefficient. Um, they, they play at a quick pace, but they are, I think last time I checked, they're about 15, 16 in the league in efficiency, but they're second or third, I think, in tempo. So they play fast, but on offense, they're not very efficient. So uh, if they are on, they can certainly reach this number. But typical typical Minnesota is they're not going to be shooting that well. And I could see this game, especially second night of a back-to-back, make it a little tired legs, may try and stretch the game out a little. And Washington's been hot and cold. I know Bradley Beal went off for a big game yesterday, but they haven't exactly been lighting the scoreboard up either. And at a pretty even number, so this has to be about both teams scoring 113, 114, 115 range. And I can see the T-Wolves pulling out the one-point victory or less and the number coming in just below that. So I'm on the T-Wolves plus one and also on the over, uh, or sorry, the under 227 and a half. I can take a quick break and when we get back at the rest of the board and hit the NCAA and the NHL later. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. We are back for the rest of the NBA. Next game is in Boston, where we get the Celtics hosting the Charlotte Hornets. Celtics, 10.5-point favorites. Total here is 220, uh, 2.25 on the nose. Uh, for Boston, everybody's fairly healthy. Al Horford's still out. Jalen Brown is questionable. For Charlotte, Lamelo's still out. Gordon Hayward's still out. Cody Martin's still out. Terry Rozier is probable. Dennis Smith Jr. is out. And all those guys being out are why we see the Celtics with an easy win expected. Uh, ten and a half. My model is about eight, so not going to really touch this game. I think the Celtics win. Ten and a half is probably too much delay. I've got my model about a half point under 225, so I'm right on the number there. Um, aren't I sharp tonight? Watch this game be a mile off both of those. But regardless, I think the Celtics win. I think they win easy. Not really will- willing to lay double digits. I've had to lean. I'd lean Charlotte. Very slightly, and the number 225 completely off because I am right around there as well. 740 in the East. We have the Cavs traveling up north to Toronto to face the Raptors. Pulling up there, uh, sorry, the numbers first, Raptors three-point favorite. Total here, 216 in what is obviously expected to be a defensive battle. For the Raptors, Preston Chua is out. Delano Benton and Scotty Barnes are questionable, uh, as is Pascal Siakam. So obviously, Barnes and Siakam could move this number if they are ruled out last minute. From what I've heard, they're both expected to play. 
Uh, Cleveland, Jared Allen is out, which hurts. Other than that, Kevin Lowe out. Rubio still out. And other than those guys, fairly healthy. Uh, this is a tough game for me to call. I The Raptors have been playing well lately. I have them just under two-point favorites. And I have a total just over 217. So kind of in line with what these numbers are. If I had to lean, I would actually lean Toronto if all their guys are playing. So Van Vliet's healthy. If Siakam's back and – well, Siakam's back, I would take the Raptors. If Siakam and Barnes are back, I'd definitely take the Raptors. If they're both out, I would actually look towards Cleveland. I like the way Cleveland plays. Tough road game, I know, coming up here to Toronto. Um, but if those two guys are out, I'd be on Cleveland. But don't know yet. Uh, so a bit of a stay away for me. The next game is an interesting one. Orlando is in New York to play Brooklyn. Brooklyn's 10 and a half. My favorite 224 is the total. We have TJ Warren. No, he's listed as out. He was supposed to be back. And everybody all, if you're a fantasy player, everybody's all excited about TJ Warren. Not excited, but talking about TJ Warren. Warren coming back and playing for the Nets. Um, the guy hasn't played in two years, and there's nowhere for him to play in the Nets lineup on a consistent basis. Uh, he's not going to replace any of the shooters. He's not obviously going to replace any of their big three. So if you are, you know, sidebar, but if you are a fantasy player and you're uh, considering adding TJ Warren, I would think twice. I just don't think the guy's going to add anybody. He's giving a limit minutes restriction. And even when he plays, I, you know, he'll be on a second unit, I think. And how much time is he really going to get? So, anyways, that doesn't affect tonight's game. Um, for Orlando, Cole Anthony is out. Mo Bamba is questionable. Wonder Carter Carter Jr. is out. Fultz is out. Um, but Bancaro is back, and that is the good news. Jalen Suggs is out as well. Um, so what does he add? I think he adds a few points this line, and the way the Nets have been playing, I'm not really sure that I can back them. My model has the Nets at about six, just over six-point favorites, so I'm catching about four points. And... The number I've got are just around 222, so I think the number is fairly in line at 224. Um, but also, when I dug a little deeper, I see about 86% of the money's coming in, or call it 85% of the money's coming in on the Magic, and 57% of the bets are coming in the Magic. So that, ten, that shows me that, yeah, the public, but also some of the big money is coming in on the Magic, and... Uh, when, sorry, the public is slightly favoring the Magic just because the big number, but 86% of the money is coming in on the Magic. That means the big money, or the sharp money is coming in with the Magic. So 10.5 points, just a few too many to lay uh, with Brooklyn in this case. So I'm actually on Orlando plus 10.5 because my model leans me that way and the sharp money leans me that way. So I've got a bet down there, Orlando plus 10.5 tonight over the Nets. 8-10 in the East. In New Orleans, we have Oklahoma City in town. New Orleans is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. 232 is the total for New Orleans. Ingram is doubtful, which is not good news. C.J. McCollum is obviously out, and Larry Nance is questionable. On OKC side, we have the usual uh, Chad Holmgren is, Holmgren is out. And then other than that, nobody uh, really significant right now. So at about, what did I say? Is it five and a half? My model's at about four, minus four for New Orleans. And my total's a little under. I've got about 227. Total here's 232. So not going to touch the side. Uh, total, maybe I lead a little, lean a little to the under, uh, especially with Ingram out or potentially out. If he's back in it, I wouldn't. But if he is, I would definitely look towards the under there. Next game. I think this would be an interesting game. I went back and forth what side. 
Couldn't really get anywhere, but let's talk about it anyways. We've got the Bulls traveling to Utah to face the upstart Jazz, who everybody thought would be in tank mode by now, but instead they're in win mode, so good for them. For the Bulls, Lonzo Ball's obviously out. Crusoe is questionable. And on the Jazz side, Mike Conley is out. Rudy Gay is out. Laurie Markkinen is questionable, which is not a good sign because that guy's been playing fantastic. Um, my model has Utah about a four-point favorite and the total around 227. So if anything, I'd lean to the under, especially with the Bulls on the road. Total's 235.5. I'd lean to the Bulls on the road, and I might actually lean towards the Bulls. No, sorry. I'd probably lean towards the Jazz catching two. My model has them about four-point favorite. They're laying two. I like the Bulls. I like the way the Bulls have been playing, but I don't like them as much in the road. Love the Bulls at home, on the road. Not sure I really want to back them here, especially the way Utah's been going. So I'd be on the Jazz minus two. Next game, 9-10 in the East. We have Houston in town to face Denver. The Nuggets, 11.5-point favorite. Total here, 228. On the injury front for Houston, uh, no one really of note. And for Denver, Michael Porter Jr. is doubtful. Bones Highland is questionable. Jeff Green remains out. Now, I found this game interesting, too, just because of the large number. I've got in my model, I've got Denver about a four-point favorite, which surprised me when I first saw it. So maybe tweak that a couple points higher, but not an 11-point favorite. And my total was fairly close. I had about 226.5, 228.5 as a total. Now I see it down to 228, so it's coming closer to my number. But uh, 11, 11, 11 and a half is just too many points. Sorry. Uh, it's 11 and a half now. I saw it at 11 earlier today. Um, so in the numbers I see, about 90-plus percent of the money is on Houston. And about 70% of the betting totals are on Houston. So the market's back in Houston. The big money's back in Houston. My model backs Houston. I'm back in Houston. Uh, I said plus 11. Plus 11 and a half now. It's even better. Glad I held off. I will be putting that one in as soon as we get off here. Uh, so I like the Rockets. Plus 11 and a half at Denver. Going to kind of hold my breath on that one, but I think they can keep that game close and cover that big number. Third last game, or second last game of the night in Sacramento, and I struggled with this one. Phoenix is in town, and they are one-point favorites over the Kings. Total here, 233. For Phoenix, Chris Paul remains out. Um, for Sacramento, nobody really of note there. When I look at my model here, I've got Sacramento about a four-point favorite, so a huge swing, well, about five points. I mean, they're, they're coming in as a one-point underdog. I've got them as a four-point favorite. Total here, I have about 227, but we know this Sacramento can score and Phoenix can score, so 233, but a five, six-point difference. I should probably lean to the under there. I, would lean, I am leaning to the under. I'm not going to play the under. And Phoenix, I'm considering pulling the trigger with Sacramento here at plus one, home plus one. They've been playing really well. Phoenix has been good, obviously, but with Chris Paul out, they're not quite as good as uh, they are when he's there. Um, and they're not quite the elite team that most people think they're on the West when he is not there. So might lean to Sacramento. I'm definitely leaning to Sacramento. Might pull a plug in Sacramento plus one. Um, that gets plus one and a half, plus two. I'd definitely be on Sacramento. Last game of the night in Tinseltown, we have the Lakers hosting the Pacers. LA's three and a half point favorite here. 238 is the total. And as usual, sure you can guess what this comes down to. The big boys, are they playing? AD and LeBron, both listed as probable. Anything I've seen today, they're both listed as uh, expected to play. So if they are in, 
uh, huge boost to Lakers if they're not a bit of a boost, obviously, to the Pacers. I've got this game at about two and a half points, so can't touch the side. And the total I've got substantially less, around 228. So a good 10 points less. So if anything, I lean the under um, here. I'm going to consider this closer to game time tonight. Uh, I was on, the, you know, the Lakers, when AD and LeBron are in the lineup, they're a good, solid defensive team. When you take those guys out, uh, it all goes to hell, frankly. Who knows what they are going to do? Or even if you take one of them out the way they've been playing. Um, you know, the one guy can play, one of them can play offense and, and carry a team, but I don't know if they can both play defense. We saw that last week. They shut San Antonio down when they both played. And then the next night, uh, AD sat and LeBron played. And I think it played the under and total was two. 35 or something, and they blew through that number. Um, I thought that was an easy win, actually. Played the under two nights in a row. The first night, easy cast. The second night, uh, missed it by a mile. So uh, I lean the under in this game. The paces are known to playing up-tempo and not a lot of defense, so lots of scoring. But I think if LeBron and AD play, they'll be able to shut that down. And I would lean towards um, taking the under here in this game. So that wraps up the NBA. Uh, like I said, an interesting slate. Um, not a lot of marquee games, some good games, some interesting games. Going to move on to college basketball. Now, what a week in college ball. And after that, you get the hangover Monday, which means not a lot of exciting games. Some interesting games, not a lot of exciting games. Uh, I'm not going to go through all. I'm just going to touch on a couple quickly. Um, 7 o'clock, we have Minnesota at Virginia Tech. You can get Virginia Tech minus 12 and a half. Uh, total is 128. Sorry, just trying to pull up uh, my numbers here. I don't like uh, Minnesota. They really, I think they're, I think they're having a bad year. Um, you know, they used to be a good bet at home, and I don't even think they're that. And here they're on the road, so I'm. This is a stay away for me. Uh, if anything, I would maybe lean towards Virginia Tech. I just don't like laying twelve and a half points. That's too many points uh, in a college basketball game between two kind of middling teams. So if anything. All right. Uh, if anything, I would lean Virginia Tech. Pretty much stay away from me. Going down, we have uh, Southeast Missouri State, SEMO at Milwaukee, 8 o'clock. Uh, we've got Milwaukee two-point favorites here, total 141.5. I'm actually leaning towards Milwaukee here. They've been playing really well lately. Uh, I think this is a kind of a low-key, quiet game. And again, you know, if you're a huge fan of college basketball, you'll be on these kind of games. If you're a casual fan, you probably have no interest in watching. But I think there's going to be a hell of a game. Uh, it's in the it's in Milwaukee, so a home crowd. Don't necessarily know that they get a massive crowd out there. Um, but when I look at who uh, what they've been doing so far, I was quite keen on Southeast Missouri. And then Milwaukee, uh, I, I look watched them last. Well, didn't watch them. Kind of followed them on the, over the weekend. They had a few uh, decent games. They beat UC Davis and they beat Boston University. And the UC Davis, they won by two. Boston University, they really won easy by 21. And Southeast Missouri lost to UC Davis, but then beat BU. Uh, so I think this is going to be a good game. Um, good kind of quiet, good low-key game. Milwaukee has – where? There we go, pulling up stuff. Milwaukee's been shooting fairly well, uh, where Southeast Missouri State really struggles from three. I think they're, they're one of the world, one of the bottom tens – teams in the country, um, but they're kind of a top 20% shooting team from two. However, I think Milwaukee has ability to defend a little more. From what I've seen, they've kept their games a little closer, play a little better defense. So if anything, I like Milwaukee, kind of on a neutral court, but then they're at home, so let's give them the advantage there. They're only, they're only laying two. 
So I would be on Milwaukee here. I will be on Milwaukee in this game. Strolling down the board is some interesting games late. Cal Poly is at Pacific. I was really on Pacific a couple weeks ago, and then they've kind of just, you know, it, it, well, not crap the bed, but um, struggled lately. They're still seven-point favorites. 139.5 is the total here. Pacific comes in at, I'm just pulling up their record here, at two and four. So they beat, they, they lost to Stanford by 10 points to open the season. It's a fairly respectable game. You know, Stanford's not, a, not an elite team, but certainly a, a, uh, um, Power five school that 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 is impressive uh, to keep it close, and they beat North Dakota State and North Dakota fairly easily, so they came out. And then they lost to Cal State Fullerton in overtime. No real shame in that. Then they lost to Mount St. Mary's, and on Friday of last week they lost to Idaho by three. So talk about a bit of a gut punch there. So now what team is coming back? Because I think they're a much better team than they've shown. You know, beating the Dakotas is no great thing, but the losing to Mount St. Mary's and then Idaho the way they did. Uh, is a bit of a gut punch. So seven points. I was all, I was hoping this game was open about three, four points, maybe four and a half. I'd have been on Pacific, um, but can't really back them there. Maybe the money line, although that's around three ten. Cal Poly, on the other hand, uh, who have they played? Probably teams we're not a lot familiar. But they beat Idaho by nine points. So Idaho beat Pacific, but Cal Poly beat Idaho. I think that's why this line is even as close as it is. Anything leaning towards specific, I just don't really want to lay seven points. The next game, which I think last two games, I think are going to be quite interesting games on the night. Sam Houston State is in Nevada. So Sam Houston State uh, is, sorry, Nevada's four and a half point favorite. Total here, 129. And I think this would be a close game. If anything, I'd lean Sam Houston State. They played well this year, kind of a uh, an upstart out of the out of the whack of the Western Athletic Conference, they are well technically six and zero, uh, but they played two non D one schools. So they beat Oklahoma, hell of a win to start the season, fifty two fifty one at Oklahoma. Uh, they beat Utah by ten. They crushed Northern Illinois by thirty four, and then they beat South Dakota by uh, thirty one. So two very impressive wins. But everybody, you know, here, here's your brand name brand recognition. Now, obviously, Nevada is not a huge name school in college basketball, uh, but it's a lot bigger than Sam Houston State. And I think people are going to look at that. I think people are going to say it's uh, it's in Nevada. They're coming in fairly well, six and one record. Um, they're going to be backing. They're going to be backing Nevada. Actually, on Sam Houston State, I haven't pulled the trigger on this one yet, but a plus four and a half. I like Sam Houston State. I think I'm going to uh, back them here. They've played well, had some big wins, coming in on a roll. Uh, Nevada's doing well. What are they? Six and one, but they have one win against a non-D1 school. But you know their wins against Utah Tech, Grand Canyon, UT Arlington, not impressive. Beat Tulane by nine. That's impressive. Lost to Kansas State in overtime, and then beat Akron the other day on what? Well, last Wednesday. By four. So Sam Houston State is probably the best, next to Kansas State, the best team they played. They lost to Kansas State. They beat Tulane. I'd say Sam Houston State's fairly equivalent to Tulane. Um, that was on a neutral site. They beat them. So, you know, could Nevada win? Sure. I think Sam Houston keeps this, this close and probably going to back them at the plus four and a half. Last game of the night is the Battle of Washington State. Well, probably not. I think Washington State Cougars would have something to say about this. But regardless, Seattle is in Washington. And Washington finds himself five-point favorites, 141 and a half. 
Um, as much as I like Washington, I think Seattle's a bit of an upstart team this year. Come in at 5-0. and Again, two of their games have been non-D1 schools. Beat Portland. And if you're following uh, basketball on the weekend, Portland had a really good weekend. Um, almost beat Michigan State. Some think that was a foul right at the end, but lost by one point to Michigan State. Beat Portland. Beat Villanova. Talk about a mid-major beating a blue blood. Yes, Villanova's down, but it's still Villanova. They beat them. They also lost to North Carolina by seven. So, um, sorry, by eight. So, on the weekend, they lost by eight. They beat Villanova to North Carolina. They beat Villanova by 12, and then they lost to Michigan State by one in a game they very easily could have won at the end. Uh, so they were playing well, really had a good run. Uh, Washington, on the other hand, has also came come out as you would expect and done well. But I'm not a fan of the Pac-12 this year. I think they are very overrated. They're five and one. They one loss to Cal Baptist. That's an ugly mark in your resume. Every, other than that, they played St. Mary's. So here's Washington's story: they win their first three games: Weber State, North Florida, and Utah Tech. You know, snore, snore, and snore. But the three and Then they played Cal Baptist, who's probably kind of a mid-rank in the whole in the country of 360 teams, slightly marginally above average. So if 180 is 180th team is average, they're maybe 140, 150th. They play Cal Baptist and lose. Uh, at home, they lose 73-64. Then they go to Fresno State, a decent team, better than Cal Baptist, and they beat them. Sorry, in a neutral site, they beat them by five. Then they play St. Mary's. St. Mary's has been doing well. A lot of people thought St. Mary's, um, you know, is really going to maybe close the gap with Gonzaga this year in the WAC. Uh, I'm not sure they have, but regardless, um, uh, last Thursday, they go out and they beat St. Mary's 68-64 in overtime, does Washington. So Washington comes in 5-1, and one, played all D1 schools, decent-looking record. Uh, I just think that they're going to be, after that St. Mary's win, they're going to be coming in a bit of a high. And I think they're not going to be ready for Seattle. So I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle pulls this one out. I'm going to watch, see what this number does close to game time. It is a 10 p.m. Eastern time start. So don't have to, as is the Sam Houston Nevada game. So don't have to pull a trigger on that yet. Going to watch this game. And uh, not really sure which way I'm going. I kind of like Seattle. I just think they're a little sleepy. Washington's going to come in a little overrated in their head. And it's going to be a tight one. I would. Th- I think it's going to be a two-possession game. Maybe even Seattle on the money line. You know, plus 190, just like Sam Houston State in the previous game, plus 165. We've seen some huge money line tickets cash in college basketball this year. Uh, these two, there's so much parity. There's just so much parity with uh, with players moving, with the, the transfer portal, with all these NIL deals, shaking things up. Guys are free agents every year. And it's really hard to get a grasp on some of these teams, especially these mid-majors, the teams you don't know, the Seattles, the Sam Houston States. Who are they? What are they? What have they added? Uh, are they teamed a bunch of seniors? They have a bunch of juniors and seniors added, maybe key player in the transfer portal. Uh, we're seeing that, and we're seeing them close the gap on these um, these elite teams, the blue blood teams, but also the high major teams just in general. So Sam Houston State and Nevada would not have been a game a few years ago, nor would Seattle and Washington. Now, all of a sudden, both these spreads are two possession spreads, and I think they're going to be great games. So if you're bored late at night and you know and you're not a big college basketball fan, check these games out if you can, because I think you'll be impressed. I think they'll be good, exciting games, and obviously a little bit to wager on and have some fun. So let's get to the ice. We've got six games in the NHL tonight. And some interesting numbers here. Uh, we'll start at 705 in East. We've got New Jersey Devils against traveling across the river to play the Rangers of New York. Devils come in as the minus 115 favorites. 
This number's come way down, so I've got to look into this a little more. Uh, Rangers minus 105. I like the Devils. Um, I wonder if Shesterkin is not starting. He was supposed to start for the Rangers. I like the Devils. On the, I know it's on the road, but Jersey to New York is hardly on the road. Uh, yeah, it's an MSG. There'll be, be a hometown bias for the Rangers, but the Devils are playing great. Uh, total here is six. Juice to the under, minus 115. It actually leaned to the under. Uh, as well as they're playing, both teams have the Rangers have one of the best goalies in the league, and the Devils are doing well defensively. So I would lean to the under six, even at minus 115. Tampa Bay is in Buffalo. Tampa Bay comes in minus 150, and Buffalo, the underdog, at plus 130. Total here is six and a half. Um, can't really have a side on this. Yeah, there's some value in Buffalo at plus 130, obviously, at that money line number, but Tampa Bay is just a far superior team. So going to stay away from me. And the total, if anything, I would lean to the under. It's juiced to plus one, up to plus 105. The total is six and a half, uh, plus 105, but I would kind of lean to the under here. Next game, the Leafs. The Toronto Leafs are in Detroit to play the Red Wings. The Leafs come in to minus 150. The home Red Wings plus 130. Total here is six. To me, the value is on the Red Wings at plus 130. The Leafs just so inconsistent. Uh, their goaltending play has been inconsistent. Their defense, now that Morgan Riley's down, their top few D are injured. Uh, can they give up a few goals? Yes. Uh, do they have the offense to beat anybody? Of course they do. Do they have the defense to lose to anybody? Mm, pretty much. I still think they're one of the NHL's best teams, but they are wildly inconsistent. So I wouldn't make this myself, but if you're looking for some value, I think Red Wings plus 130, uh, there could be some value there. 705 in the East with the Vegas Golden Knights in Columbus to play the Blue Jackets. The Golden Knights come in minus 310 favorite. The biggest favorite on the board tonight, home Columbus plus 250. Total here is six and a half. Juice to the over at minus 120. When you look at the biggest favorite, you look the other side and say, is Columbus a value at plus 250 because they're at home? I'm going to say no. Uh, they're just that bad. And VGK is a solid team. Inconsistent, but solid. And if I had to pick a winner, I'd pick Vegas, uh, but not laying 310. So I'm going to be a stay away from there. Dallas, one of the hottest teams in the NHL, goes into St. Louis, 805 in the East. You can get the Road Stars at minus 130. You can get the Home Blues at plus 110. Total here is at six, juice to the over minus 115. Anything I'd be on the road stars. They're just playing that well. St. Louis has woken up. St. Louis definitely playing better lately. Um, and, you know, rarely are you going to get St. Louis at home at plus money. And if you get plus 110, sure, that's a good price. But I just like the way the stars are playing. I think they can beat anybody home or away. Uh, so if anything, I'd lean to the stars at minus 130. Final game of the night should be a hell of a game. Panthers, Florida Panthers are in Edmonton, 935 and in the East to play the Oilers. Basically a pick them. 110 on each side. Six and a half is a total juice to the over minus 125. Both teams can score. Can score. Uh, I like Florida's defense a whole lot better than Edmonton's, but hard to, hard to go against the Oilers at home the way they're playing. So if anything, I would lean at this pretty much even money. Not even money, but um, minus 110 on both sides. I'd lean to the Oilers. And the only thing that scares me, you know, I look at the number six and a half. Juice to the over. I can't go over six and a half when the Panthers are playing, but I can always go over six and a half. Well, not always. I can look at going over six and a half when the Oilers are playing. So what do you do there? I personally just stay away from it. Um, but if anything, I would back. You're going to give me the Oilers at minus one ten at home. Um, I think. I think. I think that's the play. You know, they have the ability to go out and score three or four goals against any, anybody. Then the question is, can they keep the puck out of their net? And if they can, they can have a decent game with defense. Uh, they win. Pretty much as simple as that. So 
Uh, on the ice, I would look to the Oilers at minus 110. Dallas and St. Louis, Dallas minus 130. Some value on the Red Wings at plus 130 at home against the Leafs. And then the first game of the night, I like the Devils minus 115 against the Rangers. Um, I just think they're playing well. And had the, had their win game, their their win streak recently broken by the Leafs uh, when a few goals were called back, although I think those were the right calls. But regardless, um, the Devils of minus 115 is a pretty nice price tonight. So even though it's in New York across the river. So some NBA, some college basketball, some NHL, and started off with some NFL at that lovely pit indie Monday nighter. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you enjoyed the insights and some plays. Kind of a sleepy night to me. Lots of games, lots of action, but nothing really jumped out a lot on the NBA card. Yeah, I had a few plays there. Um, some off the off the beaten path NCAA games. I think they're going to be exciting. I'm going. I'm quite keen to watch a couple of those late games tonight. Uh, but tomorrow's the the marquee marquee night. I think for the uh, college basketball tomorrow and Wednesday going to be some great games. And lots of interesting games, or a few interesting games in NHL. I think that Devils-Rangers is going to be a great game to watch. Uh, just hard to pick. Again, leaning on the Devils, but hard to pick. So, hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you enjoyed the insights. Uh, and by all means, hit me up. Again, it's Doug underscore Reed, 3-4 on Twitter. Uh, send me a DM, comments, thoughts, feedback. Also, go to your local or your, your podcast provider, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, whatever you use. Uh, and please rate and review. I would love a five-star review. It goes a long way for me. Uh, before I leave, though, I do want to mention uh, a couple of our partners. One is Manscaped. If you go to manscaped.com and use the code HOOPBALL, that's HOOPBALL20, you get 20% off your order uh, and free shipping. And if you haven't already checked out Thrive Fantasy, it's T-H-R-I-V-E. Uh, this is a great new app and a great new game. You prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. When you sign up, use the code ETHOS, that's E-T-H-O-S, to get 100% deposit match bonus uh, on your first deposit up to $100, plus either two or four free game tickets to play. You basically pick props on the biggest names playing every night, and you score points when they hit. Um, so you're not playing against individuals. You're just picking a total of 10 different player props, uh, Whoever has the most at the end of the night is the winner in the group, and you win the collective prizes. Uh, players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. So check out, and if you're looking for info, check out our Sports Ethos team. We've got a great daily fantasy basketball podcast uh, run by Keith Cork. That guy really knows stuff. Man, did he have a good November. I'm going to try and get his numbers and tell them to you tomorrow, but his player props um, – Listen to his DFS show. He gives a lot of good good info out there. His player props, I think he was up about 13 to 14 units in the month of November alone. Uh, you can get all those in the wager pass, in our DFS pass, you can get those. So check out Keith Cork and our Fantasy DFS Today podcast, but I'll try and get you his numbers for tomorrow's show. Uh, but that can also help with Thrive because uh, all those prop angles that he has will help you uh, with Thrive. So, Thrive. so check out Thrive Fantasy. That's T-H-R-I-V-E. Check out our Sports Ethos team or podcast for advice uh, to help you. And again, when you sign up, use the code ethos at thrivefantasy.com. We have a great night. Hope you enjoyed the show and hope you make some money and a chat with you tomorrow. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. 
Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.